Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm still Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter. We're here with Greg McMullen of Youth for Christ, and we are talking about investing in the youth uh, in, in your life. And uh, again, we want to thank you for listening. If you're just catching us and you're just kind of catching the tail end of this, so you just heard a minute of it and you in and out of the car and you want to hear this in its entirety, uh, we will post this show. If you're hearing this on a Saturday or a Sunday during the weekend, then we will post this show on Monday uh, as we do all of our shows on our Facebook page. You can go to Facebook, SoundCloud, and just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can also go to furtherstillministries.org, furtherstillministries.org to see what's going on with the ministry. And also click on the microphone and it'll take you directly to all of our commercial free shows. Thanks to our sponsors, LNN Credit Union, Carol Rogers Carpet One, and Bright Star Home Care. So Greg, we're talking about loving and investing in the younger generation. Right. The, uh, the millennial group, the Gen Z folks, so Gen Z, just a, a clarification, that goes from... It's really your early high school and down right now. Okay. Uh, so it, it's it's the group that is coming now, the ones that have really been, uh, that were born holding technology. Uh, and they were, as a two-year-old, they were training their parents how to work with an iPhone or, <laughs> or, or you know, say, hey, mom, this is an iPad. Let me introduce you to it. That, that's our Gen Z group because they just are so natural in that technology world. And you mentioned something about uh, the uh, they they really want to make a difference, along with the millennials. Oh, absolutely. And they uh, d- describe to our listeners real quickly just um, those two, uh, the millennials and the Gen Zs. Like most every generation, I think I think we realize that they pride themselves in saying, "I'm going to make a change in the world. I'm going to make a difference." And the millennials have sort of led the way in going to live local. You know, and give local and everything that we're looking at here. Uh, the make Louisville weird. If, if you've seen any of those, uh, you know, bumper stickers or anything, that's a millennial concept. Is we want to be unique. We want to. They're no longer interested in corporate America. They're interested in individual businesses, and they would much prefer to buy from a small mom and pop store that is locally owned. They're even willing to pay more to buy locally. That's why you're seeing so many individual restaurants and everything popping up in Louisville because that is really a huge thing for the millennials is to be able to feel like they're taking ownership uh, in what's going on. You'll also see that they're more willing to work two, three jobs, uh, that they have the ability to be their own boss or their own authority as opposed to doing the, the traditional nine-to-five corporate America that their parents did. Uh, as, as we all know, all of us uh, love to be able to Say, I'm not like my parents. And going in those different directions, we all did that. Every generation has done that. Well, they're taking it to a new level in a lot of ways, and I believe they are going to change the way we see our world over the next several years uh, in a positive way as well as some some challenges that we're going to have to deal with at the same time. Yeah. So Okay, so when we think about reaching these kids, mm-hmm. these, young, these young folks, you mentioned investing in them and loving them. Right. Pr- practically, what does that look like? How do we love the millennial. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about a relationship general and and in scripture, we, 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 our first relationship we think of is a marriage. Uh, and when you think of the Ephesians five chapter about marriage and everything, it's really talking about the church and it's using marriage as an example of the church because all relationships are very similar. Uh, and when you talk about a husband and wife relationship, there's two critical words. It's love and respect. And, and we need both of those. We need the love and we need the respect. So when we go to work with the next generation, the younger group, they're learning for the first time ever, they're learning most of their information from technology and not being passed down from another human. 
So what, what they're getting when they get human interaction is an opportunity for them to test what they've learned from technology. So what I, what I want to challenge you to do is respect their learning ability. Respect them. They're much more interested in a dialogue than a monologue. They want to be heard. So give them the voice and give them the opportunity to talk, to share, and to build that relationship and, and walk into it with a mindset that we're both learners here. You know, I'm not walking mm. into this tour. I'm the teacher. You're the learner. Sit down and listen to everything that I have to say. But instead, let's learn from each other because they have learned from a completely new world than oftentimes what even I learned from. So we got to walk into it respect. And then you just got to find common interest. And the number one thing they're going to want from you is to be heard. The number two thing they're going to want from you is time. Mm. Everybody's most prized possession is their time. It is the most limited possession we have. And if you're going to say, I love you, most of the time, the way they'll truly see if you love them is if you continue to come back more and more and more. When you try to start to build a relationship, they're going to test you. They're going to push you. They're going to put you in a situation to see if you're really committed to the relationship or not. Oftentimes, let's just be honest with ourselves. Oftentimes when that happens, we give up. And we say, well, they don't want to be with us. Well, they do want to be with you. They just want to see if you want to be with them. And if it's a real and genuine relationship you're interested in, or if it's something that you're seeing them sort of as a project. So what you really want to do is be willing to give them time, even when it's difficult to give them time. That's rich. Mm. I mean, that's the incarnation of Christ. Absolutely. I mean, wow. Many times we, we I think you're right. I mean, as, you're, as you're talking there, I, I'm thinking, how many times have I gone to connect with somebody in the younger younger generation and I they, they kind of push you away and you're like, well hey you know, we tried mm-hmm. but it's really it's that persevering spirit that enduring that's spirit right. of uh, I'm gonna love you no matter what that's right wow and, and, and it's 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 less about material possessions I mean materialism is, is is inbred within all of us and we know that and we all yearn for things and such as that but to give gifts for some, it may capture them, but for most, it's superficial. They really don't prize your gifts. They prize you. And they want, and, and we look at it and we say, well, they're so different than us. We can't connect with them. I don't speak their language. I don't dress like they do. So there's such a difference in what's going on that I'm not going to be able to relate to them. Well, okay, acknowledge the elephant in the room. I mean, just sit there and say, yeah, you're right. We do talk different. What did you just say? And just have some fun, you know, just have some fun with it. Don't pretend like you're someone that you're not. Be who you are and be willing to love them anyway. I'll, I'll just tell you this. Our best mentors on a consistent basis are grandparents. Grandparents. We have great grandparents that come and do one-on-one mentoring with some of our young ladies and some, even some of our guys. And they don't try to pretend like they're just like them. No. They become grandparents that love on them and unconditionally love on them. Uh, I think agape, unconditional love is critical because you're not the agent that is supposed to change them into what you want them to be. The Holy Spirit does that. You're the agent that is bringing forth the love so they can see the Holy Spirit, so they can see God at work in their lives. That's all we need to be is an agent for him to do the changing because we're not capable of doing it ourselves. Wow. So when you see grandparents mm-hmm. coming in and loving on these kids, 
are are they? Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of assuming they're 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 asking these kids questions about even how to learn technology. Yeah, and how to learn how to do all this. Absolutely. I mean, we 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 have um, a parent life ministry that works with single moms. And several of our ladies that work with these young girls will take them grocery shopping and, and, and teach them those kind of things. But then they'll turn around and say, now, I understand you can do this on the Internet now. So, I, you know, and so they're, they're going through and, and the kids are helping them out. And it's, it's a give and take of a relationship kind of thing. And that's what they so desperately yearn for. They want to be taken serious. They want to be respected and they want to be seen as individuals. Uh, like it or not, we live in a very individualistic society. So we have to respect that, and we have to work with that and go from there. And don't expect every two kids to do it the same way. It's going to be different, individualized, than what's going on in the lives of the ones that you're talking with. I mean, that's that's where they are. That's oh, so, so that's where they are. So that's where you begin. That's correct. You, you start right where they are. Mm-hmm. Start where they are to take them where they need to be. Yep. Uh, and you have to trust. I mean, you have to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to be faithful to do what He, and only He, can do. And then you have to be faithful to do what he's called you to do. And that is a Second Timothy 2, 2 kind of model of, of discipleship. That's where Paul challenged Timothy. And then Paul challenged Timothy to challenge other men to impact other men. So it's a generational ministry model. And that's what we do. I spend the majority of my time today. I still work and volunteer at some of our ministry sites. But my primary role is to train other people on how to invest in the teenagers in their communities and what they're doing. So we do both. We invest personally within ourselves, and then all of our staff also mobilize and train and empower other people to get involved in life's kids because we can't do it alone. You know, and what you said is if, if you just trained the adults but you didn't invest in the younger generation, you're really being hypocritical. Oh, absolutely. So you're going, no, no, just follow my example. We're, we're investing in this, you know, in these, in these young people. And then you pour your lives also into the, into the adults. Yep. We believe every staff member needs to do both. They have to model what it means to be in the lives of the students. But then they also have to ask others to come along, join them in the process of getting into the lives of students. Now, there are 93,000 Millen High School students in the, in the greater Louisville area. 93,000 Millen High School students. It's been estimated that less than 20% are churched. So that means uh, that we could say somewhere in the area of 20,000 if we want to be conservative or churched. And then we know, unfortunately, that even in our churches, the majority of those are not true and genuine followers of Jesus Christ. So we need to realize that we have a, we have a need for an army of adults that are willing to go and build intentional relational ministry model relationships with our students today. Wow. We're going to take a break. We'll be back for our fourth and final segment. We're going to talk to Greg and, and uh, maybe hear a couple more stories of how you've seen uh, these principles applied and how lives have been changed. So we'll take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today on our 100th show solid steps radio and uh we are really thankful to first off thank you for uh, formally thank you for listening to the show the fact that we've been around for 100 shows uh, means a lot and kurt and i really have enjoyed doing this and we will continue to do this lord willing but we want to thank you for listening and uh one way you uh can people say hey how can we help uh 
when they come up and, and say, hey, listen to the show, is you can pass this show along to someone else. You know someone you can email it to, you can text it to, uh, just copy a link of the podcast and just send it along to someone. That would be very helpful. So we're talking today with Greg McMullen, and we're talking about uh, investing in the life of teens and, and preteens and um, basically how that could change the world, especially their own world. You know, Greg, you mentioned in the last segment about uh, 90 plus thousand in the in the greater you know Kentuckiana area, right? Um, middle and high school students, correct, right? And only about 20 percent of them are, are churched. Are churched, mm-hmm. and then you said so. So that means you know 70 thousand plus teenagers, middle, middle and high school students are completely unchurched. That's correct. And, and you, you, you made a comment of the 20% that are churched. Statistically, we've seen around the United States, statistically we've seen that about 85% of those fall away from their faith when they go into the college world. So you're looking at about 15%. So realistically, when you're looking at the 93,000 students uh, in the in the greater Louisville area, Somewhere in the area of about 7,000 of those are true and genuine followers of Jesus Christ that have a solid foundation to fall upon. The rest of those, the other 80, 80, what that be, 84,000? The other 84,000, they need disciple makers. They need mentors. They need people that will invest in their lives and help them articulate what it means to be a true and genuine follower of Jesus Christ. You got a full-time job, brother. Oh, we do. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. This is a this is a collaborative strategy here that we're working with local churches and we're working with other other organizations because not one single church, not one single organization can do this alone. We have to be willing to work together for the bigger kingdom purpose. That this is locking arms with our brothers across the city. Oh, it's the only way. And, and and really this you know because we got folks who are listening really from around the country that's correct um, and this is this is not just a Louisville thing no. this is a nationwide thing oh absolutely absolutely if we were ever to claim ourselves as a Christian nation today we would be a post Christian nation uh, that we have as a nation we've stepped away from five, Christ being our God being our foundation uh, and now we are into a world where we are in a Pauline-style missionary environment where we need to be going to the generations and reaching the generations for Christ. So we have to be actively involved in the mission of going out and reaching others. That's why I wanted you on this show, because I want, you know, this is this is the call of God for all of us. It's 100%. We are all to be witnesses. Absolutely. You know, and so uh, tell us a story. Um, you mentioned in the break uh, about someone named Jay, and uh, tell her, tell us that story. About yeah, her. Jay is, oh, she is a sweetheart. She's one of our favorite girls that we have that come into our ministry in the West End. And she's been with us for two and a half years now. She walked in the doors, and the very first day she walked in the door, she just, as loud as she could, she said, I think you guys are fools. She said, anybody that sits here and claims that there is a God that created this world is foolish, and I can't believe you guys even use that as an excuse for the way you do what you do. And so we sat there and we laughed with her and we loved with her. And, and I personally sat down and had a conversation with her. But the greatest thing we did for Jay is we asked her if she would be willing to meet with one of our mentors. So we partnered her with a young lady named Emily. And now Emily meets with her at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, and has been doing so for almost 18 months now. And this same Jay, the same girl that walked in and was a self-proclaimed atheist that said we were all existent from a big bang that came and went through that, this same Jay, now two years later, 
we have Monday meals together with our students in Shawnee, and she's now praying for our Monday meals because she now believes that there is a God, and she is starting the journey and walking through the journey of accepting him as her personal Lord and Savior. And it all happened because we had a volunteer that was willing to get in the trenches and live life with a girl that is deeply seated with anger, hurt, and pain in her life, but we're willing to accept them where they are for the desire to take them where they need to be. So Emily just loves on this girl, spends time with her, invests her life into Jay, and... They go to Dairy Queen and have a blizzard together. They, I mean, it, it, there's nothing life-shattering here. It, it, you help with homework. You talk about what's going on in life. You find a game. They play Uno together. I mean, that's life-changing right there. <laughs> I mean, these are the kind of things that you're basically finding out what's important to them, asking them questions. We talked about questions earlier, being critical, asking them questions because that's showing that you care enough about them to learn about who they are. And then you really invest in them and you find out what's interesting what their interests are, and then you live life with them. Uh, But what they want more than anything is someone that's going to stick to it. Uh, It can be damaging to get into their life and then say, this isn't working out and quit. What they need is commitment. They've had enough people abandon them. They need people that are willing to invest in them. And, you know, as you're describing this, this this is parents, this is grandparents in their own families. That's correct. And then it's, and, and then it's, in the in the in the community, yeah, because we've got tens of thousands of young people who are completely unchurched, mm-hmm. don't know Jesus Christ at all. That's correct. Yeah, and, and and I'd say that we have a multitude of our kids that are in church families that would still say, or we would still say, they really don't know Christ, or they don't have a genuine relationship with Christ. They have been through church. And they've seen church as their parents' church, but they haven't bought into it itself. That's why we see so many students abandon their faith. And and I've had parents. I've had parents ask me, what do I say to my kid? What do I do to my kid? And my first suggestion is if you see the student and your your child and you see that there's a barrier and a separation that's going on in your life, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is repent because we have to acknowledge we're not their God. We're their guardian. And it's our job as parents to build them up in the ways of the Lord, not to build them up in the ways that we want them to be, but in the way the Lord wants them to be. So we're there, and we're responsible for bringing them to the Lord. We're not responsible then to bring them to what we desire to see happen. So we need to repent within ourselves. That's the first thing we do. And then we need Mm. to go and acknowledge to our kids and say, hey, I haven't been the perfect dad. I've made mistakes, and for that I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And will you help me? Once again, I said they want to be listened to. They want to be heard. Will you help me be a better dad? Will you help me be a better mom? Can we work through this together? Because the truth of the matter is they were made in God's image just like we were. Mm. So we are equal more than we're authoritarian. Now, we still have to be a parent. We don't need to be a buddy. We still have to be a parent and raise them up in the responsibilities that we're given. But we also have to allow them to be the God-given vessel that they are and trust in the Lord to do what he's called to do in our own kids' lives as well. That's awesome. To, to go back to Emily real quick. Mm-hmm. You need more Emilys. We need an army of Emilys. <laughs> we need people that are willing to invest one-on-one with students. We need people that are willing to invest in small groups of two or three students and take them out for relational opportunities. We need people that will help us at 
club environments in larger groups. We need people that are helping cooking classes or different skilled trainings. And if you have a skill that you would be willing to teach to the next generation, we're looking for those opportunities so our kids learn ways to get involved. So we need an army of Emily's. How do, how do I, if I'm an Emily mm-hmm. and I'm listening to this right now, how do I become an Emily with you guys? YFCLouisville.com. That's YouthForChristLouisville.com. Uh, go to our website and there is a button to click on that says volunteer. Uh, you fill that out, it'll come to me directly, and then I will be reaching out to you and saying, hey, how can we get connected and what can we do to get you involved? That's awesome. That's good stuff. Um, well, I was going to ask, uh, how important is it to have, like you, you said it once, having multiple voices in your children's lives? If you're trying to raise your teen, your youth, you're the only source of truth in their life, you are running into a wall. That's correct. Right? I've been I've been in youth ministry for over 20 years, and I am not embarrassed to say that there were other adults investing in my children yeah. that probably had a greater impact in their lives than even I did at times. Right. Because uh, that was a voice they heard that wasn't just mommy and daddy. Yep. That was a voice they heard that was singing the biblical reason of what it means to follow Christ. And they heard that voice often stronger than they even heard ours. Hmm. So I think as parents, we need to acknowledge that we need each other. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Hmm. That's rich. Thank you. Greg, thanks for coming in. Uh, oh, man, this hour has flown by. Uh, really appreciate you sharing your story. Would you pray for us guys mm, that we would be men that would step up to the plate and we would uh, invest accordingly. I'd be honored to. Yeah. I'd be honored. Father. Father God, as we just come to you, I can't not be reminded of your word in Matthew 9. It says Jesus went to all the towns and villages and he was teaching and he was preaching and he was healing all kinds of diseases and sicknesses. But then as he looked over the crowd, he had compassion because he saw the crowd was helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. Lord, we have a generation today that I would say that is a definition of who they are. They're helpless and harassed. Lord, the next thing that Jesus does is looks at his disciples and he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He says to pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, to send workers in the harvest field. Lord, I pray today that you will send us, your workers, into your harvest field to impact a generation for you and for your kingdom. Lord, I pray that you will impress upon the hearts of men today that we have a mission to do, and it's not our own mission. It's the mission that you commissioned us to when you created us, and that is to serve you by sharing you with others and loving people where they are to get them where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Father God, I just rejoice in knowing without a doubt you will accomplish your mission. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of what you're doing. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. YFCLouisville.com, YouthForChristLouisville.com. That's Greg McMullen with Youth for Christ. And uh, you know someone who needs to hear this show. Pass this along to them. And uh, we thank you for listening. And we appreciate you very much here on Solid Steps Radio.